0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dave Pash Podcast. I'm your host, Arizona Cardinals, and ESPN play-by-play announcer, Dave Pash. Our guest this week is Cardinals left tackle, three time captain, and 2021 Pro Bowl selection, DJ Humphreys. In fact, I'd love to call this episode DJ Unplugged because Humphreys goes off on everything over the next 30 minutes, as you'll hear. DJ touches on how he became one of the best left tackles in the NFL after what looked like an ugly start to his tenure as a pro football player following leaving Florida a year early and becoming a first round draft pick. Humphreys will also talk about the struggles at home the last 2 years for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: I don't know. What do, what am I like what do we do? Like what do you Like this is like I don't know. It's hard. I, I couldn't tell you. And that's the, I think that's the hardest part about what's going on right now is like not having a true solution.
0: Also, what it's like to play in Seattle, the growth of Kyler Murray, the gifts that Humphreys has received from Murray and quarterbacks for the Cardinals over the years. We'll also talk about DJ's foundation that he's heavily involved in and what some of his interests are away from football. We are presented by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Get ready for a football season like never before with BetMGM, an official partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Sign up today using code CARDS1000 and get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over, Arizona only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Let's have some fun, talk some Cardinals, and a lot of other things with Arizona Cardinals star left tackle DJ Humphreys. DJ, I appreciate you doing this. First time you and I have actually had a chance to really sit down and chat like this. And you're one of my favorite stories on the team. When I think back to when you came into the NFL at your age and leaving Florida early, to where you are now is one of the pillars of the team. Coming off a of Pro Bowl, three-time captain, getting the contract. How much, and I know it's in the middle of a football season, but how much do you reflect on how far you've come? I think
1: I think mainly when I talk to young players and young players come to me for like guidance and asking me questions about things uh our three young edge rushers that we got uh Liketa, cam and and Maje, uh, we've we've had a very um, interesting relate we've we've developed an interesting relationship between the three of us uh between those three guys and me over this these past five weeks and just kind of you know, them them kind of perceiving how the NFL was going to be and, and trying to like not step on toes and be careful with how they rush and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, bro, I need you to rush, bro, because I got to be ready for channeling next week. I got Frank, you know what I mean? Like, I need you to go. And like getting them to understand that and, and, and watching it kind of bear fruit for them on the other side of it and, and watching them, you know, progressively every week get closer and closer to, to being legit players and knowing all the tools that they got. I think that's like times like that is when they really be like, dang, like, I'm this is cool. Like, I, I couldn't have did that eight years ago. I, I didn't have anything for you eight years ago. And now to be able to to kind of shine a light on some guys and, and, and help them do some things and, and help them continue to, to grow and develop,
0: is like, that's, that's super dope to me. Sure. When did it click for you? Do you remember a moment in time or an offseason where... For lack of a better term, the light went on and you became the guy that you are now, or at least started down the road to becoming the guy you are now.
1: Yeah, I think uh that that, that first that off season after my rookie year, first I had my son, uh, like in the beginning of that off season. And that was like a that was like a different wake up call for me. It was like a I not even so much football, that was just like a life, like I, I have to set an example, I have to do things a certain way. But I think football, it kinda I remember that first off season and coming here and like training <clears throat> and going upstairs and asking Goody like, yo, like what, what, like what can I like? Let's get some drills and like let's do some stuff, and like not understanding like you can't do things like during the off season with coaches and like they can't do drills and stuff like that. And like that mm-hmm. was when I was like, yo, I have to figure this out on my own or I'll be out of the league. And I think that was when it kind of clicked for me. That was when I got in, got in touch with Charles and that was how me and Charles. Our relationship started from there. Kind of like just trying to take that ownership. It's like yo, this. This league is not gonna wait for me. Nobody's gonna help me figure this out. I have to like go do it myself. And I, that off season is kind of what it happened. I kind of been building those same routines. I've been going, been training there ever since. You know, what I mean that that same off season mentality, trying to get better every year because of that from that off season. Yeah.
0: So Harold Goodwin, that's Goody, who yeah. uh, is now with Tampa and. Swear is more than a human being I've met, other than P.J. Carlissimo. I don't know if you've ever been in the presence I, of P.J. If you know nah, who P.J. is, longtime nah, NBA mean. head coach. So I don't know how he doesn't swear in the air because he swears all the time often. <laughs> and then Charles Bentley, former NFL offensive lineman who's right. now training guys. And this new contract that you did, you negotiated that yourself? Right. How did that go? Like, First of all, why did you do it yourself? And then how did the process go? So first of and all, are you available if uh, I need you for my next contract with ESPN or with the
1: Cardinals? Uh, so first of all, I am available for all okay. uh
0: agent inquiries one percent one percent good it,
1: it, it depends on what we're what we're negotiating well broadcast I mean?
0: agents normally take ten percent so see i'm really not do, gonna
1: okay. I, i'm not gonna be that guy to right. you know what i mean okay. I, I will not never be that guy but if we're negotiating a hundred million million dollar deal here and i won't need a little you know we may have to shave it, a little bit more somehow off the i top don't think i'm gonna get that you a one or two percent i'm gonna have to shave a little <laughs> bit more off the top you know we're going that much fair
0: you get a hundred million dollars <laughs> you can take as much as you, you want you know what i mean you, you know can know take eighty <laughs> percent but but
1: uh my financial advisor, a man by the name of Santana Johnson. Uh, very unassuming man if you were to meet him in, in, in person because he's just so laid back and calm. But we developed a relationship over the last eight years. And it's, I pretty much talk to him every day of my life pretty much since I've signed with him. We developed like a big brother relationship. And he's kind of just kind of taught me so many things about business and, and, and the ways of, of life and, and how you handle things. And he basically... He kind of started my wheels spinning as becoming a businessman. You know, he got me in my first business deals doing real estate, um, my first business deals doing trucking. Like he he's he's kind of aided me through all of those things, and it just kind of it's the only thing that's ever excited me aside from football. is kind of taking control of of business and trying to use what I've acquired over over my last seven eight years of football and, and watching it go in other places and continue to produce fruit for me in that same way is, is, is something that's like, it excites me. Watching it happen, it, it's something that's fun for me. So being able to be, able to do the same thing basically, do another deal. Uh, the biggest one that I could do in the moment or, you know what I mean, in, the, in this time frame for myself and it kind of be an isolated environment. You know what I mean? Not an environment that's the New York Stock Exchange where I gotta worry about Vulture. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's an isolated environment in this building where I know that I'm not gonna get taken advantage of. Granted, I know they're gonna try to win, but I know I'm not gonna get taken advantage of. So I know that I can go into this fight and really fight and learn and get some keys and get some callous about myself and do things a certain way. That I this is what I wanted to do, and it it it, it just made so much sense for me. And it was fun the whole way. It was hard as hell, but it was fun though. It was it was. How long did it take? The whole off season, pretty much. Literally, the whole off season. Yeah, like. I had an offer already, I think, in OTAs. Or I didn't have an offer, that's what it was. I didn't have an offer in OTAs, so like that whole, through that whole time, that time frame, so all leading up until the day my stomach started hurting camp. That's pretty much the whole, that was pretty much the timeline.
0: Were you in significant pain? I mean, I was crushed. My stomach was, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was front and back. It was are you being serious, or are you joking? I am, I'm being dead oh, really? serious, okay. man. It
1: was <laughs> wild, man. I don't know how I made it out.
0: Okay, all right. Um not everybody can be Larry Fitzgerald. Not everybody can be Kobe Bryant and mm. be a great player for their team forever. You're trending that way of being a Cardinal. I know you're still in your 20s, but signing a third contract, you're trending that way. And who knows what's going to happen down the road. But is that something you think about or have thought about being in one place for an entire career?
1: Yeah, that was, that's always been my goal ever in playing football. I always wanted to Go to a team and be a mainstay to that team and, and retire from that place and, and you know be able to live in the town and go to the grocery store and get the glory love like you know what i mean that was always my dream was being that guy that was the the hometown guy that 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 played in one team for a long time and he stayed there and they love you know what i mean that was always when i thought about that was what football always was to me that's what you do you go somewhere you be great there and they love you there forever and you you live your life there Maybe run for mayor or something like that when you're like sixty, you know? He I mean? like that. That that was that was like you know. <laughs> That's it.
0: I like that mayor DJ Humphreys. Yeah, man. Just only
1: only fun things.
0: Um, <laughs> was it always football for you? What other sports did you play growing up? And when did you like your recruiting process? Did you get recruited by other schools for anything other than football?
1: Uh, I always wanted to be really good at basketball because my dad was good at basketball, but I sucked,
0: man. I was so bad at basketball. Like, it was, it was, it was. Now, when you say suck, look, clarify. Like, you you couldn't dribble or you you didn't know what to do when you got the ball in the post because I'm assuming you played on the low block.
1: That was literally the only thing I knew what to do. Anything past a drop step and going straight up with it, or a rebound, setting a good pick, or a foul. I was a fish out of water from anywhere, from in between those spaces. <laughs> Anything else, you give me the ball on the elbow. I don't want. I don't know what to do. I'm getting it out of my hands. <laughs> now, do you watch the NBA
0: or college basketball? Uh, not that much.
1: Only okay. when my dad's around, so I can like act like I'm a cool, manly man. But I, I'm a Netflix guy.
0: You're a Netflix guy. Yeah, and, and
1: I don't even watch football, bro. I swear, I watch really? so much film that like when I go home, it's like I watch Thursday night football because that's when we do the online line dinner. But I like, guess like I'm. I am gonna see it at some point. I'm gonna watch the film at some point. Like I don't
0: need to watch. It. What about college football? Ever watch college football? Do you still keep in touch with people? At Florida, there's been like nine coaching changes yeah. since you left. So. I don't really
1: keep I don't really keep in touch with Florida. The only time I watch the only time I really watch the gate is if I'm like I got like a friendly wager with somebody, like I'm like you know, Tennessee played and I had I had bet the I was gonna have to wear a T shirt, but luckily I got out of that, you know, I didn't have to do it. But it like little stuff like that. That's sure. the only time I really ever watched, but it's it's I don't know. I I don't know why. I just I rather just watch cool life. I get it. You're, I would much rather watch Ricky Morty than watch like I haven't seen it so. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Okay. No. What do you do at nighttime when what you, do I when do you at, can't sleep? Do you just like Well,
0: I'm I'm working a lot. I'm I'm calling that's you know that's why I asked you about it if you watch cuz I'm doing like for example Wednesday, I I'm doing Preseason NBA for ESPN, Timberwolves, Lakers, and then I do a college game on Saturday and then do the Cardinals on Sunday. So, like you, though, there's yeah, a lot of times where right. the last thing I want to do is watch a sporting yeah, event. Exactly. Because it's work, and for you, it's work. Exactly. This is your job. Yeah. So, I I understand that. But there's some people that love it so much that that's all they want to do. Yeah.
1: I love football. football. You know what's crazy? I love football, but like, I don't, I don't, I, like, it's a lot of times in football, I don't know what's going on. I only watch the left tackle. Like, if people ask me something, like, you can ask me something and be like, yo, What's the situation here? What we, I, bro? I don't know, bro. I just, I'm about to block the end. That's that's all I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I, I, just I don't enamor myself with things in my mind, like safety rotations and what coverage they're running and sure. stuff like that. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna block this dude right here. That's like the best pass rusher. I'm gonna block this dude. So I don't even care about what this safety's doing over there. So
0: <laughs> along those lines, who who are the toughest guys you've gone up against this year? Of all time, since you got in the league, who are the toughest players you've faced? Because you're a lot of times on the island, you're going up against, you know, a guy that's dogs. the best best player on on the defensive line, and sometimes the best player on the defense. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to get some dogs.
1: I'm gonna tell you somebody who's the first time I ever went to a game and like I was just getting worked, and it was like I just didn't know what, like I was just overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. There was nobody that could save me. The first time I played Cliff Averill at right tackle at home and he was rushing off that edge and I was playing right tackle that was my second year in the league I think oh my goodness it was like a series there where I didn't even touch him he was just running straight and I was like bro I I don't know what y'all want me to do bro I'm trying so hard like I'm just like it's it's not like I'm giving bad effort here but like I'm trying my hardest and I just can't get there and I think Cliff is one of the few people that's like that that game I can remember that game like snap for snap and that was like that was six years ago, I think. Six seasons ago. When is
0: he, he was in Seattle or he, Detroit. He was in Seattle. Seattle. This okay. was
1: this was like his last season. That last okay. year he played. No, the year before. The year before the last year he played because he got hurt that next year. The year before the last year he played. Bro, I was like, yo, this is nuts. Like, I was like looking forward, to, like next season, like this is gonna be my measuring stick to tell me how like how how better how much better I've gotten a year. And then he got hurt, and so I, he got hurt. I didn't get a chance to to do it. But like that was the cliff. Um, I always, me and Daniil Hunter in, in Minnesota is always a battle. I mean, literally since he's been at LSU, it's been a battle between me and him for as long as we've been going against each other. Um, Burns in Charlotte is really good. He's gonna be like, he's good now, but he's oh like, yeah, he's, he's got real. a lot of upside yeah. in there that he's he's yep. he's got to. That D line we played this past weekend was was a bunch of freaks too.
0: Mm-hmm. Sweat is really good. Hassan obviously. What Brand. about the Bosa, the Bosa brothers? Yeah, how did I how did I even forget? Like, what the hell? <laughs> well, sometimes they're hurt. I mean, but they get hurt a lot. See, I've so never like...
1: played the other one. I've never played um, Joey. Joey and, and, and I
0: think he missed the game when the Cardinals played.
1: And I was hurt at the char. Okay. I was hurt. Okay. We went to we went to hurt. Corey Cunningham yeah. played left tackle for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, Nick. Like that's that's probably like the
0: every year I know those two games gonna <laughs> get real. So, because obviously you become an excellent left tackle, and you said you're focused on blocking this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if there's a game or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing and who you're blocking. How did you get so good? Meaning, is it film study? Is it anticipating, based on a previous move that a guy has made, what he might be doing on this next play? Or is it just you're constantly worried about your technique as opposed to what this guy might do in yeah. front of you. I think
1: that's who I had to become because it kind of made me soft in my approach. My thought process was soft. I was worried about things. I'm worried that he's gonna do this or he's gonna, instead of making my mind up like, yo, it's third down, I'm finna do this, I'm finna get to the spot, I'm throw my hands and I'm finna run, like, you know what I mean? Like I had to, I had to put myself, make myself be that person who I thought I was in my mind. I had to just pull it out every play and put it on film. And if you do it one time, now you know that you can do it. Like you have to do it. This is the standard. You gotta just do it every time. You're tired, who cares? Like this is how you have to do it. And I think that's just kind of like how I condition myself to think like, okay. it doesn't matter. It's like, you gotta go right now. Your foot hurt, everything, nobody cares. You gotta take this set right now. You know what you gotta do. You know exactly how you gotta do it. You have to do it. Let's go on one hook. Like, you know, what I mean? And I think that's just, that focus on me is really when I started making the turn because it's, I'm thinking about what these guys gonna do. I'm gonna be in a mixer forever because this <laughs> is endless. You know what I mean? So I think that was the that was the turn for sure. Is just me making it about myself, being so honing in on my technique, honing in on my process, honing in on everything that I need to do to be prepared to be able to go out there to play at the level of play that I want to play. And it's and it's continuous. It's every year. It's something that I can get better. At. And and just having that mindset of no, searching for it, I'm never feeling like oh yeah, I'm good. Like I like. Whew, I just signed another deal. Like I'm good. Like it's, I'm forever searching for it. Like I I got something to fix for, from this last week. I've been playing really good ball this season, but I still got something to fix from last week. That I fixed from the week before. That I fixed something from the week before this week. You know what I mean? And just having that continuous. Yeah, that was a great game, but I messed up on these three things. I gotta make sure that's what I'm focusing on. I gotta continue to focus on the stuff that I was thinking about, and I gotta add those three to the back because it's, everything's gotta be. I got to chase perfection. You know what I mean? Whatever we fall in between, as Mm -hmm. long as I'm chasing perfection, I I, I like where it's going to land me.
0: I love what you're saying, and I want to get more into that and what's going on with the team. Let's start with talking about this week, going to Seattle. As I mentioned to you, doing college football, I've done games at Florida, LSU, Alabama, (laughs) Penn State, Ohio State, where the crowd is phenomenal and 100,000 people. I have never been in a louder outdoor stadium than Seattle, whatever it's called these days, it changes often. I think it's, is it Lumen Field? But anyway, what's it like as a player? Because I'm there as a broadcaster and it's really loud for me, but what's it like when you're on the middle of the field in that and you guys have had a lot of success despite that noise in Seattle?
1: You know what's interesting? The middle of the field is like the best place to be. It's not as loud in the middle of the field. When you get close to those opposite 20s though, oh man. (laughs) (laughs) You start speaking sign language. There's a lot of this right here, a lot of... Yeah, yo, you is, it, but it's it's. I think from playing in Florida and just playing in the SEC, like I get a rush. Like I throw, like I feel like I thrive and play better. Like two minute situations, those situ- like when it's just like we gotta have this crunch. It's it's, it's chaotic. We don't know what's going on. It's, it's I don't even. It, it kind of feels like white noise. Honestly, it feels like the TV. Like when it's, I'm I'm not that old, but. When I was a kid, the TV still went off. Like, it would just go to static TV. And that's what it sounds like to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's – like, I love it, though, because it feels like college football. It feels like young, like we're having fun. Like, it's just the environment is so fun to be in. Even being
0: an opposing team, it's, it's, a, it's a fun environment to be in. Look, I know this is a question you guys have asked – been asked uh, ad nauseum, probably. And I've been asked it, too, and I have no idea what the answer is. But no home wins in a year. Is it? Is there anything you can point to as to why maybe that is? Is there, because of the environment, like the other day against Philadelphia, there are a lot of Eagle fans. You know the game Sunday in Seattle, it's going to be all Seattle fans. Yeah. So, like you said, you get to a place where you kind of thrive in that environment. Do you think that is impacting things, or... Am I reaching here? Because honestly, I don't know what the answer is, and I've given a thousand interviews about it, and I really don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, if you depending on which day you ask me, I'm reaching also because I have I like I'm, I'm my, my feeling is the same way. It's like I don't know because it's like and it's 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 hard. It's even harder like going to games and going to home games and feeling in tune and going to playing well and like well, not winning. Like, it's hard like it's, i think that's that's really hard for me to rationalize like it's it's the weirdest thing I don't know if it's a competitive thing it's it's a weird feeling going home playing well and losing, and it's like i don't like what do what am i like what do we do like what do you 'cause if i if i go if i play like if I play like trash I'm giving them sacks all over the place it's like yo I just gotta be better and we're gonna win this game as, as naive as that is i just it gives me like some sense of rationale to myself when I'm at home and I'm by myself. It's like, yo, I just got to be better, and we're gonna win. So going home and then like watching film, like, damn, like this is like I don't know. It's fr and that's so frustrating because it's everybody is so competitive and we all scratching claw to win, and it's like, it's hard. I-, I couldn't tell you, and that's the I think that's the hardest part about what's going on right now. It's
0: like not having a true solution, not really even uh, and knowing. I, yeah, and I think. The same probably can be said about the starts. You know why NFL trends don't last long. There's too many good players and too many good teams. Usually, teams don't go eight games without winning at home, and they don't go five first quarters without scoring a point. Exactly. So at some point, it's it's going to change. Hopefully, it's this week, uh, and then in two weeks you get DeAndre Hopkins back. And, and obviously, that's something everybody points to because of how good DeAndre Hopkins is and how things become easier for everybody else when you have a player like D-Hop on the field. Would you agree with that? A
1: thousand percent. I was talking to him about that today. Talking to him about how how the fact that we're in this position in a season and how we haven't scored in, in, in five first quarters and how many games we've we started with an a 0-14 hole and, and how many games that we ended the game in the battle and, and almost won and in the fight. like, And we're doing all that without our... Number one offensive target for real, so that's like that's something for me. It's like yo, we have so much talent. It's like hot. it's all little things. It's all the the attention to detail, the carrying things over from 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 drill to 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 practice, from practice to game. Like all of those little meticulous things. That's like the grand scheme of things is is simple for us. The talent and all that stuff. Like we have everything in that regard. It's that attention to detail, those small things. And that that was, I, me and D-Hot was literally just talking about this before I came down here. It's like I remember being on that NFC championship team, uh, well, lost in the NFC, mm-hmm. my rookie year. And this team has, eclipses that team in talent, but that team did all the little things right. That team knew all the little things. That That team had all the small details and nuances and all that stuff, and that's like, that, like I was basically comparing those two to him and seeing that, you know, because we was talking about being on playoff teams and all that stuff like that. And it's just like, that's what it is, I think, in my mind. It's the small things It's just the little attention to detail stuff that, you know, we think that doesn't matter in reality. When you look back at it on the game field, it's
0: all small stuff. Another thing that I get asked about a lot is Kyler Murray. And I've, I feel like Kyler is low-hanging fruit for a lot of people, meaning... He's become an easy target for people to try to nitpick at. It's clear, and he's far from a finished product, but it's clear based on where he was. I mean, I think about where you were as a rookie to where you are now and maybe where you were in year four. Where he was in year one to where he is in year four very different in a lot of ways. And it's players that say that. It's coaches that say that. It's personnel people that say that. So where are some of the areas you've seen Kyler grow from year one to year four and maybe more specifically from last year to this year. I think if you're talking
1: about from last year to this year, I think his his level of ownership that he has this year, the way that he want, he he wants things done a certain way now. He wants routes run a certain way. He wants certain he demands certain things from the people that's around him and it's so fun to see because that's what you want. I want you to want me to do things a certain way because it's going to put us in the best position to to win and you know that. And you need to get that message across to me because it's that important to you. And like seeing all those things come off of him is so impressive. See, he's he's like everything that you want for your young quarterback, all the progress, all the steps that you want, he's, he's literally doing it. My favorite thing about Kyler that, not, I, I, that the media, the reason why he's low hanging fruit is because he'll call a spade a spade and he doesn't mind telling you that the dumb questions are dumb questions. You know what I mean? And I think it's easy to, I feel like that's how it works you know if I if I say that your question that you asked me was a dumb question and then I do something the next day you're gonna be the first person to write an article about it you know what I mean and I think that's kind of like that's kind of a bit of what he's dealing with also it's like I'm hey listen if you're gonna come and ask me something dumb I'm gonna tell you that it's dumb and now the backlash is gonna be there and we're not gonna I'm also gonna add to the fact that you're a quarter billion not a quarterback that's just what comes with it like he's the long hanging that, that's the fruit hangs low because it's a big apple like you know what I mean Like it, and that's and that's just what it is that's that's what comes with it we gotta that's, it's always gonna be that if something happens on the O-line they're gonna look at me first because I'm the highest paid on the O-line Hump how did you allow this to happen whether or not the sheet even says you don't even know where the, where anything came from Right. how the right. Hump play then if that's what the O-line look like you know what I mean and that's, just the, that's just the world of what we live in in professional sports and I think him allowing it to not rattle him, and handle it the way that he sees fit, handle it is fun for me to watch because it doesn't bother him. The outside world's feelings about him and all that stuff, it doesn't bother him. It's it's, it, it, it's, it's his response to it, what kind of leads to his getting the backlash that he gets, but it genuinely doesn't, I, it, it, it doesn't bother him at
0: all. I like what you said because whether we want to admit it or not, we in the media, and I, I obviously include myself, We all have our favorites, um, and sometimes we pick our favorites for the wrong reasons, uh, and sometimes we don't like certain guys for the wrong reasons. I'll give you an example. like Damian Lillard was on this podcast a couple weeks ago, and I love Dame. And Dame and I have had a good working relationship for 15 years. He's been great to me. He's one of the great guys in the NBA. I I am a big fan of Russell Westbrook as a person, and most guys in the media don't like Russell Westbrook because of how he might come off. Yeah. But I think when you get to know somebody a little bit more, and you see, you know, you kind of peel the layers back, mm-hmm. you see behind the curtain a little bit the competitive fire. You know, catching a guy after a game is rough. It sometimes you you don't get what you would get on, on a Tuesday. normal Tuesday. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. That's it is. I learned that from Larry. That's why Larry was never mic'd up in his in his career. I learned that from him. though I say he can't put a mic on me in my most emotional state in my life ever? I'm just not, I can't, I'm a different person.
0: It'll be yeah. interesting when Hard Knox is here for you guys. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? I, I keep forgetting that they're here too. Oh my God, I to <laughs> so much.
0: I think this you're going to be, be a bad. star. I think you're headed for startup. It, it's
1: either I'm going to be a star or I'm getting canceled. That's, those are the two <laughs> options. Either I'm, either I'm going to the
0: B stage or I'm getting canceled, one of the two. All right, a few more and I'll, I'll get you out of here because you've been really gracious with your time. Um, making the Pro Bowl last year, first Don't. offensive lineman since 2015, first Don't tackle. Since Lomas Brown. I don't count it. Why not? Why don't you count I, it? Because I didn't go. Like, I didn't.
1: But you got named. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, we could, like, Billy didn't want to take me to the prom, so can you take me? I guess I'll take you. I mean. So what's, is. You know, <laughs> that's, it, that's just, I, like, granted, my grandmother and my dad, everybody, it's amazing. I'm like, you know, it's cool. But, like, it's it's going to feel, I'm, I'll, I'll feel differently when I make it this year. When I'm named when I'm a name starter, like, I'll feel differently about it.
0: You, you mentioned your your grandma. You and your wife have a foundation, the yeah, Wee yeah. House Foundation, which yeah. is named after your grandma, correct?
1: Yeah, different grandmother. My other oh, okay. yeah, different grandma, But yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Can you yeah.
0: tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So um, Peewee is my grandma. That's my mom's mom, uh, Elizabeth Ann Means. She's her name was Peewee. She was a premature baby. And she was so small. She her bed her bed was the top drawer of her mother's like a uh, nightstand. So they used to, her nickname was Peewee. She's a little. She was the baby. Um, but that was my grandmother. She was tough as nails. Um, she, they're super stern with me my whole life. You know what I mean? Kind of groomed me to be the gentleman and the man that I am in the sense of how I carry myself and do certain things. It's either, it's cross between her and my dad or the, the two basically guys, that, the people that molded it. Um, but my wife, uh, my wife, I always talked about starting a foundation in her honor and kind of going back and giving back to my hometown in South Carolina. And my wife knows that I'm very like, uh, if it's not perfect, I'm, I'll never do it. And she kind of just, took it off for Christmas one year. She she gifted me the uh, the LLC and the EIN and all that stuff like that. She kind of started it, made it all the founders and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, man, we this, this this year, we had our second annual um, uh, Fresh Food Initiative. We had our second annual Backpack Drive. This year at the Backpack Drive, we added a carnival. We had like a nice little carnival out there. Our kids were like maybe get on like some fair rides and stuff like that, have some bouncy houses and slides and stuff um gave out like uh i want to say close to 1500 backpacks it's awesome something like that, yeah like something like something like that like like uh, 2000 boxes of food like it was it was it was it was uh, it was it was super fun like it, it, but it's i left Union county i got expelled in 8th grade did you really yeah 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 i was a bad i was it was i was a rough kid but so it's, it's it's funny like leaving and coming back and people haven't seen me since then and coming back and they're seeing me doing all the stuff and it's like mind blowing and it's, it's it's seeing seeing people see me do something good, it, it, it felt it feels real good because I know how much how much havoc I wreaked in my hometown for a small stint there in my in my young in my young childhood, but it's 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 been fun, man. It's 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 something that's ever evolving. I would love to eventually get to a point where I have a trade school in my hometown to where I can kind of restart that that wave of. These kids that are graduating high school and they know they're not going to college, being able to at least get into a, a field or something that they have a true interest in, and being able to really go to work and earn a make a career out of yourself. And I mean, I, I'm 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 probably one of the most honest and self-aware people when it comes to certain things. And I know if I wasn't six five, 300 pounds, I'm not going to the University of Florida. Probably going to the UNC USC Upstate, which is in Union, South Carolina. right know oh, You know what I mean? So like that, yeah. I just know I I know that. So I. I want to be able to create a lane for those kids that, are, that would have been like me if I wasn't as big as I am and, and was going to go to college to play football um, to basically live that lifestyle that you would want to live in a way that you would want to live doing something that you actually want to do.
0: You talked about your son earlier, Dash, correct? Mm-hmm. And yep. your daughter's name is Nova. Yep. How did you come up with the names?
1: Uh, I don't know. I named them both, though. I'm I'm two for two on the names. Like I named them. Both. I like them. Yeah, I, Dash that's Humphreys, Nova
0: Humphreys. Like yeah, that's Dash and Nova. Yeah, I like yeah. It. They, it's, it's... But you don't remember how you came up with
1: it. No clue. Straight freestyle them <laughs> off the dome. First name, middle name, and both of them stuck. Like they, it was like Dash Jeremiah. It? Yeah, that's that's cool. all right, bet Nova and Humphreys. All right, yeah, all right, yeah, all right cool. cool.
0: they you just, just threw stuck. it out there. Yeah, huh? they just
1: stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just stuck.
0: Because I have three children. One of our daughters is named Zuzu. Zuzu, oh, I like Her that. middle name is Petals. Now, I don't know if you've seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Have you ever seen I the have movie? Not. no, no. It's a great Christmas movie. Watch it. But anyway, one of the, the kids in it is first name uh, Zuzu, middle... And, and we don't know what the middle name was, but the whole thing about the movie is Jimmy Stewart is the main actor. He remembers how good things were when he finds the petals that zuzu gave him in his pocket and uh, so zuzu's uh, petals but a, i do remember we were, my wife and i were in new york city and we may have had too much wine when we <laughs> came up with the name but it stuck she still it's, yeah that's a, she, cool, she name, a, that's a really cool name though she's 21 years old she hadn't changed her name
1: yeah um yeah she yeah she's out of the window she if she wanted to change it it would have been changed my name. exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly um last thing can you name cuz Kyler murray last year got you guys golf clubs first of all how cool is that and then can you na- you name all the gifts you've received over the years from your quarterbacks?
1: I can. Those golf clubs were awesome, and I can name all my gifts. Um, Carson Palmer got us a dart guns one year. That was The year before that, though, he got the guys. When I was a rookie, I didn't get this. He got the guys fly fishing sets. And then the next year, when I was playing, he got us dart guns, like the ones that you pump with it, like you put a bike pump on it and pump it up like it could take down a buffalo, <laughs> a bison. I swear. It was a video of Ted <laughs> Nugent taking a bison down with it. It's still in my garage. Did you so. use it? I, I used it one time in my backyard and I shot the target and it went through the target and like hit my wall and like made a loud noise and I just ran in the house. I never used it again because I was scared. You'll of shoot neighbor. your eye out? Yeah, I was scared. Another Christmas you like movie. call the police. I actually know that one too. As young oh, you as I did? am, I actually know well, that. No, Christmas story. Hey yeah. kid, you shoot your eye out. With the leg, with the lamp and the leg. Yeah, I know Oh, this yeah. One. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, what else have I got? David Johnson got me a, a green egg one year. A green egg? Green egg. Still got it. Still use it. Like a real egg? What's it? What is it? The the the, the smoker, the green egg. Smoker. I have no, have no idea seen what that a is. a green egg smoker? No. Oh my goodness! We gotta get you in the backyard, dude. What is what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you what me. is it? So it's like a big smoker, but it's like a, a it's like a like a is it ceramic or is it port? It's like a big. It, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a huge smoker. It look like a green egg, and it's amazing. But I always burn stuff up on it, so I haven't quite figured out how to use. AQ is a pro at using it though. Okay. Um, Kyler got us pictures one year. That was his. Nope. We got scooters. I don't know what Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford. I don't think they got us anything. Sam Sam didn't play very long, so maybe yeah, yeah, maybe he has an excuse.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, fair.
1: Touche, touche. Uh,
0: the Wild Hog Scooter Club was that. Yep, that was that was the
1: first. That was Kyler's first gift. Then we got the pictures next year. And then we got the golf clubs. So Do you I guys remember still, all my
0: gifts? This a very good memory. Do you guys still as a, as an offensive line go out to dinner all the time? And does Kyler still? Yeah, every go Thursday. With you? Every Thursday, yeah. Kyler goes. Does he pay?
1: Uh no we trade off days that okay. pay yeah he always usually pays on like he likes to pick the days that are like cheap and try to pay his <laughs> he took us a hot chick one day and paid he felt so good about it, it was like a four hundred dollar chick like bro this is, come on we just ate chicken nuggets and you ex- <laughs> yeah I got this one y'all boy I got this one wait, wait, wait. all right I will hope so what about the next four <laughs> uh,
0: all right what was the show again on Netflix that you watched? because I need to find something new to start so this watching. is not Netflix
1: this is on uh, Hulu it's called Ricky Morty. It's nothing there's nothing that's about to like there's nothing that's you're not about to learn anything. You're not about to like get any knowledge, no worldly advice or nothing. It's, it's, just, mindless it's just mindless TV. Mindless T V straight okay. detach your brain from like
0: That sounds good.
1: The world get you a good laugh. All probably right. like some humor that's like not like if you if you got caught watching it somebody would probably think you was a weirdo because it's like <laughs> You're gonna figure out how weird I am when you go watch it the first day.
0: I have to watch this now just you so have I have to. You have to. Bro. I'm i, I come you, back to you. With, I
1: don't even know how I like this show, and it's it's amazing though. I got I, I I watch it on rerun like I don't know what's going on.
0: Well, listen, I really appreciate the time, DJ. You've been great, and I'm not surprised you got such a big personality. I do think you're going to be a breakout star on Hard Knocks, but I I hope most importantly that people around the league know how great of a player that you've become. Yeah, and hopefully the Pro Bowls and the All Pros, and hopefully playoff wins are in your yeah. future and our future. So I
1: appreciate that. I'm gonna keep playing until they are. So I'm not. I'm just gonna not stop playing until they are. So it's all good. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna get them. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you, man.
0: Where do we start? That was as entertaining a guest as we've had on the Dave Pash podcast. Grateful for DJ's time. Grateful for his honesty. Like me and seemingly everybody else in the organization, no one has an answer. The Cardinals aren't trying to play poorly at home. They're not trying to put up goose eggs in the first quarter. For whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. But as I said in the conversation with DJ, trends usually don't last long in the NFL. At some point, the Cardinals are going to explode offensively in the first quarter. And at some point, they're going to start winning again at home great stuff from DJ on the growth of Kyler Murray also on what it's like to play in Seattle as the Cardinals go to play the Seahawks on the road this weekend we are presented by BetMGM the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals and by Gila River Resorts and Casinos you can follow us on Twitter at PashPod and we also encourage you to go to your podcast platform and rate us tell us what you think any guests that you'd like to hear from coming up our thanks again to DJ Humphreys and also to you for listening to another edition of the Dave Pash Podcast.